So Justin, that gym that you're you're working at, the what is it, NorCal Functional Fitness? NorCal Functional Fitness. They have openings for trainers. Still? Yeah, right now, and it's very limited space. So how um, many are they looking for? They're looking for at least I think four or five trainers right now. Okay, to so fill a spot. So so uh, in other words, if you're an aspiring trainer, or you, or you want to be a trainer, uh, or you are a trainer and you're looking to run your own business in a facility with excellent uh, other trainers and a place where you could charge high rates because you're surrounded by great trainers in a good area, this is a, a great place to train. Well, I think it's important we tell these guys too that the reason why we're doing this is because this this first of all we know Greg really well, the guy who owns this facility, fucking awesome dude. Yeah, and great guy. It's not often this place even has openings. Because the atmosphere, and those that have been a mind pub listeners for a long time, if you're you're a trainer and you're looking for like a kick-ass atmosphere of other trainers, and what I mean by that is other guys that are educated and are have all different types of backgrounds that you can learn from and grow. Like it's such a great place to like foster a, a good trainer. So it's, and that's why there's rarely ever any spots that are open. Right, and you want a good environment too to bring your clients. That's professional right. and. We've all been to that gym that's, you know, uh, not so professional, let's just say, and, and you're bringing your client in there and that affects your business. So, you know, something like this is is definitely something you want to consider being that everybody there, it's their career. It, it's for the trainer that has sort of elevated their path, right? It's somebody who stepped out of the corporate type setting and then now wants to really make this into their career. Well, so every trainer there runs their own business. Mm -hmm. out of this facility. Right. So you own your business and you run it. It's a rare uh, thing. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's in a great location. It's in Campbell, which is a, a great area in Silicon Valley. People do pay a lot of money for personal training in that area. So it's not uncommon. It's actually quite common to be able to charge, you know, around $100 a session. So if you want to make that kind of money um, and you don't want to pay, you know, 70% of it to your gym, then you want to work for yourself. And that's what a place like NorCal Functional Fitness uh, offers. Tell, tell us about the equipment because I feel like oh, last time like, we didn't go into it. Oh yeah, it's like a it's like a functional wet dream. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of really unique tools and and what's great about Greg and and Mike, uh, both of them. Uh, Mike's his son who also manages the gym. They're just they're great about listening to uh, the trainers like what they could what they could use and what what we're looking to have in the gym. And so uh, a lot of um, a lot of equipment is is out of the box equipment. Like we'll have like, I don't really know anywhere else that has a pegboard or, or has like bamboo bars or um, has trap bars and has uh, platforms that it's okay if you make a little bit of noise. And uh, I mean, it's not a real loud situation, so calm down cross with people. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it, it's, it's a, it's a very professional environment, you know, and that's kind of uh, what we're hoping to keep so that would be great. Well, you have, you have uh, you've got the the Rogue setup. You've got the TRX. You've got tires, sledgehammers. Right. You've got the Bod Pod in there. You've got a track, got dumbbells, you've got barbells, all that stuff. Multiple types of sleds that are going inside there. I mean, you got. I mean, you oh God, you got everything. Literally everything you could possibly think of as far as toys for a trainer and and for functional training. I mean, it's it's so fucking fun to to go over there and work out. It's well, if you're in, if you're interested in elevating your career in the fitness industry, this is a place that Mind Pump uh, endorses. We recommend this place. You can contact them, and that's what you want to do. You want to call them or go on their website uh, to get in contact with them to see if you can put in your application to be able to train there. The phone number is 888-523-623. 6724 or 
you can go to NorCalFF.com. Again, it's NorCal Functional Fitness located in Campbell. And you can call them at 888-523-6724 or go to NorCalFF.com. If you want to pump your body and expand your mind, there's only one place to go. Mind Pump. Mind Pump. With your hosts, Sal Stefano, Adam Schaefer, and Justin Andrews. Adam. What? Explain to us about your polka dot Nikes. There, there's, there's no, What's I, all this distraction over here? There's no explanation for them, bro. They're just, they're fucking cool. They're in style, man. They yeah. they just came out. They just got released. They they had them in uh, green, white. It's literally Mickey Mouse, like her skirt. That's <laughs> the kind of polka dot. It's red polka dots. I know this is so foreign for you, bro. I know, <laughs> I know this is, I know you're still wearing white socks with black shoes over there and a black fucking pair of pants. I know that this is tough, but you know what though? We're, so po- Sal's all, always soccer ready. I've noticed. So, he, so red, po- red <laughs> polka dots. Exactly. This guy. Yes. No, no. I, I'm asking you for your help. Yeah. So what you're saying is shoes with red polka dots on them. No, that's not true. What, what, okay. it, what it, what it, what it, what it, what it's more about is, is your personality. So it's right. You could, you couldn't wear these cause it's not your personality. You wear something that fits your personality, but there, there are certain things. Okay. It's kind of like what you said the other day with fitness, you know, with fitness and stuff, the way we, we do things, there's, there's this huge spectrum of, of different modalities that we can use and right. tools to get to your goal. But there's some foundational rules. And like one of those rules is you can't wear black shoes and white socks. It's just a rule, but you can, you can wear, well, it looks like me and Justin are fucked. You can wear soccer shoes. I'll tell you what that means. You can wear soccer. You do our own fucking shit. (laughs) That's true. Well, and and that's what you, you want to be able to express yourself and, and, and do, uh, wear shoes that, and pants and things like that, that express who you are and, and, and the individual that you are. But then there's certain rules that just, that you're supposed to follow too, that, you know, so your so what you're saying so your shoes reflect you yes polka I'm a little, dots I'm a little loud a little loud a little out there a little fun a little fun so what do they call those you know uh, they all have names right all these like kinds of shoes that yeah are these exclusive. are these are Nike Roche or Roush however you want to pronounce it. it's R O S H E so is that like a, a- uh, right actually, out of like a Mustang Roush. Have you? No, it's it's spelled it's, that Roush is uh, with a C, isn't it? Or is that an S? Also? What size? What size shoe do you wear? I'm a, a twelve. C, yeah. Are any of you guys twelves? I'm a twelve. You want to try these? On? Have you tried? Have you ever put a pair of these on? Mm, uh, no, I've never worn them before. Wow. Yeah. Take your shoes off. You want to do it right now? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> on air. I'll just try one on. No, no, no. Try them both it's on. About you, to get you need stinky. In no, here. no, no, no. I've, I just came out of a shower, bro. I just want to. Uh, hey, you you do your toenails. I'm not worried about you. This is not the first. That's a good point. This is not the first time we've shared something on our feet. So what? That's uh, weird. I want you to put them on. And then you guys want some athlete's foot? I'll hook you up. And then I want stand up afterwards. I want you to feel comfortable. Hey, so you're so you're three inches taller than me, but my wow. foot might be slightly larger than yours. You know what that means? <laughs> you have to wear big socks. I don't know. It's, I could looks never like swimming in bro, those, bro. I could never wear polka dot shoes. Actually, I'm looking at it on uh, you, and it actually looks pretty. good. I could yeah. never wear polka dot shoes. It actually looks pretty good. I don't know yeah. if the shoes are, are just you that joking? badass. No, I could never. Sell. The inside. No, look at that. Is that me? Yeah. Well, <laughs> hold on. I'm gonna stand up. Yeah, I want you to see. I want you to feel how comfortable the shoes are. That most more important. Anyway. Wow. Are you those comfortable or what? Do you almost feel like no, you have- no, no. I, I just, you know how you, you know like, what? My feet are you comfortable. Have to believe. I don't they, believe they are extremely comfortable, and they're very light. Yes, but the um, because of the way they look, 
I also feel uncomfortable at the same time. So it's this weird, it's well, this weird, yeah. like competing, comfortable, uncomfortable feeling. Now, if you like, if you like the style as far as the fit, <clears throat> this, this, there's tons of simple colors and stuff. You guys have seen me wear some, some basic ones that are, you know, just regular looking. Uh, I've never seen you wear basic shoes in my life. <laughs> I guess I, I'm a huge. He's just not a basic. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a huge basic guy. guy. Yeah, I'm not a basic bitch. Yeah. Not a basic <laughs> bitch. That's, That's like the thing right now, right? <laughs> I'm so basic. You're so basic, be bro. Basic I've been wearing bitch. I've been wearing Adidas indoor soccer type shoes, like uh, you know, like sam- sambas and. Since I was like fourteen, well, I, I get love that. them. I get that because you played soccer for fifteen years of your life, so it makes sense. Why no, you... I've never played soccer. <laughs> By the way, I, I'm horrible at soccer. Just indoor soccer. I'm yeah. Just kidding. But so- Nintendo soccer. At least you you, yeah. did, you played some sort of soccer to That's... justify. It. No, yeah. I, I, and you know what? And Chucks couldn't fit Justin because he better. says Ole I mean, a lot. I I noticed. <laughs> ole, 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 ole. It's like okay, Sal, we get it. So I, my my shoe uh, fetish or whatever you want to call it actually started. When I was a when I was a kid and I played basketball, so when I played basketball, you 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 know you you wore not, basketball shoes were like back then basketball shoes were like the most expensive shoes really you know what I'm saying those oh were, yeah, yeah we were pumps kids. and Jordans yeah and, 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 and so we grew up in the Jordan oh, era yeah, so I, I had all those yeah so Jordans were like the the thing back then and I once again I wasn't a kid who had a lot of money or anything like that so I got like once a year I got a pair of these things and mm-hmm. you know I used to like after everywhere clean them and I keep them elevated in my room so they wouldn't be on the ground yeah I had the first Jordans did yeah, you yeah, yeah. I I, I totally begged and pleaded and like forever. And I never like asked for anything like expensive ever, but that was like the one thing. And so my, my parents actually were like, oh, okay. You know, they, they, they splurged a bit on that for me. So I was like that kid that had the Jordans at school. And I just felt do you like, guys, do you guys remember parkas? Do you remember when parkas? Yeah, was <laughs> for sure. Starter parkas, Starter bro. Parkas Everybody had it. Did you guys, did you guys have the beads on your frick on the, the Oh yeah. what is that? The, 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 the drawstring? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Where you have the different color and you, beads. You made, and you matched them to where you yeah. matched right. them. To the, what was your team? What'd you guys wear? I was, I had Cowboys. I had a UCLA Bruins one. Actually. Niners. Niners Cow- for me. Yeah, Niners. One. Nice. Yeah. yeah, no, those things were fucking cool for a while. Parkas had a Niners yeah. one, yeah. I had before the, the before the big fluffy parkas that you're talking about. That's the one I, I had. had. Even the before that, the starter, the, the starter. starter jackets that were more like the you know sleek. Yeah. Oh you, yeah, yeah. I had a those. Celtics one like that. Yeah. Oh, it's, it was that was sick. sick all yeah. green. Yeah. Yep. Remember the gold Niner one? Yeah, that yeah, was yeah, pretty yeah, sick yeah, too. Yeah. I had that one too. Yeah. I think. Yeah. So I want to ask you guys uh, something. Um, about style, or are we moving no, on? No, we're now, I'm done. Okay. That's <laughs> overload for I'm you. Over That's it. enough. That was enough for you today, right there. Yeah. So, so I've been I've been messing around with this little technique, and you know, we're always looking. Like we've been working out for a long time. We're always looking for finger a in the new butt technique. Exactly. Mm. Uh, middle or or I, index finger. I knew no, it. Or two. No, what we're you know we're always looking for new uh, ways to get our bodies to adapt to change to what we're doing, especially if, you, if you've been training for a long time. Well, I was looking back through some old workouts, and I looked at some old Dorian Yates workouts. Do you guys remember his blood and guts philosophy of training? No, explain it to me. If you say it, I'm sure I will. I don't remember anything about bodybuilders. Just, just <laughs> FYI. <laughs> so I love how you reference them all the time. I just sit here like, yeah, dude. I, I no, might, I, like, we might as well be talking Chinese. Yeah, well, it's like, it's if you funny. mentioned athletes, I'm like, cool. But like, I literally have no fucking idea. The, the ironic part is that's kind of my world, and I still feel the same way as you, Justin. I'm like, dude, who, who the fuck watched <laughs> bodybuilders back in the fucking Bro, I was a fan 70s boy. And, and, no, this was the 90s, bro. Dorian Yates. 
anyhow, I don't want to detract you, but I just had to put that out there. So, so Dorian Yates, he would train to failure. That was his big thing. But one thing he did was, is he never did more than like one or two sets for an exercise, but he'd do a lot of exercises versus doing a lot of sets per exercise. So let me explain. So yeah, so let me explain. I get where you're going. So typical, just for the listeners. So, you know, let's say you go and you do three exercises for your chest and you're doing three sets each for nine sets total. Rather than doing three exercises, three sets each, each, excuse me, you do one set for nine exercises. Yeah. So it's a total different variety, <laughs> um, and you get um, you get to do all these different angles. So I've been kind of messing with that because I tend to, you know, I do full body workouts, and that's kind of what I what we tend to preach here is those type of workouts. And I'll typically do anywhere between maybe four to six sets per muscle group. But typically that's broken down into one or two exercises. What what I've been doing is I've been doing four or five exercises, one set each, and I'm getting some 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 in- interesting results from it. Well, I most certainly can see that just because it's it's new to your body for many many years. Mm-hmm. Although I never used uh, that method, uh, I was a three set guy. I was never per exercise. Yeah, per exercise. I, I didn't graduate to like four and five till way later. I just I back then I just used to hate doing four or five sets of the same exercise. It was just daunting. So I used to do three and then move on to the next thing. And now I attribute a lot of, uh, you know, my changing or morphing of my body later on to actually graduating from that because I feel, you know, sets four, five, six and into a workout, man, that's the ones that I feel like really are the mm-hmm. money makers and count the first one or two. It's like, I'm warming up. I'm really getting that mind muscle connection and focusing on where I want to feel it. I'm honing in on the weight I should be using. Cause I feel like the first set like that, you know, sometimes you, sometimes you grab a light weight and you're like, Oh shit, I'm feeling good today. I can grab more. Or sometimes you grab a weight. And it's like, Oh fuck. I thought I was gonna get 12 of those. It looks like I'm getting eight, you know? So, well, here's what's interesting about that. So if you look at uh, different types of modalities or training, right, let's, and we'll use two extremes. We'll use bodybuilding and then we'll use a strength athlete. Um, and I'm, ta- I'm talking about modalities that utilize weights, strength athletes, like power lifters and Olympic lifters tend to do very few exercises. But they do a lot of sets per exercise. That's funny you mentioned that. Like I was waiting for my turn to kind of explain <laughs> my your world, my right? methods right now because I've been doing like one to two exercises, but doing like almost eight to ten yeah. sets. Yeah, and uh, you know using it sometimes with like a drop set, so I'm going all the way up and then I'm coming back down and and repeating the process. Um, but yeah, I'll split it. So I'll do. I'll do usually two big movements, um, and then uh, in between, uh, sometimes I'll do four four a week because I mean I want to get all of my major lifts in. So, uh, and then the rest of the time I'm doing the trigger sessions and I'm doing the athletic movements and stuff in between. But yeah, I've been working just on you know getting strong and and focusing on those movements. Yeah, so so strength athletes tend to do fewer exercises but more sets. Bodybuilders are the opposite. Bodybuilders tend to do more exercises but fewer sets per body uh, per exercise. So I think there's pluses and minuses um, to either uh, to, to both sides. On one hand, doing lots of sets of an exercise, you're going to get lots of central nervous system adaptation. Um, have you guys ever done like ten sets of squats? Oh yeah, or bench press? Yeah. I, I you do. ever notice your strength goes up like by set four or five, mm-hmm. and then kind of stays higher than it was in the beginning, even though you're more fatigued, then it starts to dip again. Isn't that strange? It is strange. That's central nervous system adaptation, right yeah. there. Yeah. See, I. I like for a long time, I thought that was more of like, well, I guess I didn't do enough of an elaborate warm up, right? I wasn't responding yet, you know, like I should be, but yeah. 
Like now that you mentioned that, that makes a lot more sense. Yeah, and uh, but the but doing less sets but more exercises might be more beneficial for maybe muscle hypertrophy or the pump mm-hmm. is what I'm noticing. So not saying one is better than the other, but just kind of mix it up in different weird ways that you haven't thought about. You know? So my on my on my big muscles, right back, chest, legs, calves. Um, yeah, calves now. Yes, thank you, thank you for noticing. Are you calf calf jazzling yet? Uh, not yet. I'm uh, working on it though. I heard I saw on the forum that a lot of people were pro that, so I gonna, may start like that little... actually. I do that, or I'll do those. What are those things? Are those still in style? Where the where the girls put fucking studs in their body or what like that? That's so crazy. <laughs> yeah. Even my ex had that. The shit. only the only stud in her body. Uh, oh, oh. Hey. oh, boom! Oh, that was a oh, shot. Look at you, but um, look at you. Man. <laughs> 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 Below the belt, Sal. So, uh, <laughs> I'm on fire. So, I, um, when, when I'm doing big muscle groups, like I was saying, um, I, I, I typically like kind of my foundation, I would say, or what I build off of, or, you know, um, probably the most consistent I am is four to five sets. Um, but I always, I mean, shit, just two days ago, I did a, a 10 set workout i'll pick sometimes i'll pick one or two exercises i've done that before too i've fucking squatted for an hour you know just yeah. straight up just squatted for an hour before or, yeah, I do that you all know the time you know big especially if it's like a comp or deadlifted for an entire hour you know just did that Ugh. so <laughs> it, you know what actually it's kind of when it um when I'm, um, and I guess when I go in with that mentality, like today's a deadlifting day, like, you know, you, you kind of slowly warm it in, you're warming yourself up into it, then you get after it and then, you know, kind of come back down a little bit. So it's, to me, it's not like, it's actually kind of refreshing. It's almost easier mentally. It is. Like, yeah, it, it, to, it is. To deal I, with. I, I, exactly. So, sometimes it's tough to, like I did just yesterday, which is deadlift and then go put in another 45 minutes of other exercises that are just freaking or brutal, you know, then I'm like, afterwards. Yeah. So most yeah. brutal workout that I've done over the past few years was I did 10 sets of deadlifts, 315 pounds for 10 reps. And I rested 45 seconds. Remember, oh, I was texting you, you guys. Your rest to that? I was texting. Fuck. Yeah. Oh, my God. 45 second rest, 10 reps, 315, 10 sets. Just exhausted. Like, Bro. Every rep. It was, I overdid it. Yeah. My low back. I, I just, I just, fire. I wanted to see if I could do it. And I could, I could throw 315 around like nothing. But by the time I got to the fifth set, yeah, all those reps, dude. bro, by the fifth set, I was like, this is fuck. What am I? But I've already told myself I was going to do it. And so even though like, 315 is light for you, it's still not light. It's still, you're still good weight. You oh, know what I'm saying? dude, 10 reps. You're like, bink, 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 yeah. bink. I mean, you start to get winded and tired and just, you just feel like shit. Your yeah. grip starts to hurt. And yeah. it was, remember I was texting you guys the whole time. I'm like, set five, set six. Cause I'm like, <laughs> I know if I tell these guys. That I'm doing this, I'm gonna have to finish it. Yeah, commit to it. Yeah. Uh, Incidentally, I, I two see. days later, I became ill. I got like the like a cold. So yeah. I think I just fucked myself up too much and killed my immune mm-hmm. system. Yeah. So I, I, I train other people so much better than I train myself. Oh uh, yeah, that's. I mean, that's everybody, right? I mean, I'm like that too. Yeah, I never hurt. Well, you people. know, you know, I'm week. like a. Uh, that's why <laughs> we always talk about CrossFit, but that's what scares me so much because like I could totally have some idiot coach tell me to do shit, and I'd be like, yeah, fuck you, I'm gonna do this. <laughs> you know, like, I'll do it. I'll grind it out to the death. You know, that's just how I am. But Versus that's why listen, I have to like yeah. be real. I have to pre-screen it. <laughs> you know that that's why I have I have such a hard time working out with somebody else. I'm as much as I would love to be like you know canoodling with somebody and working out and, and getting in, you know 
uh, extra gains that everybody feels like they get from a workout partner. I just, nobody knows my body better than I do. And I, you know, I don't, and I'm competitive like that, that if you told me, let's do it, I'd be like, all right, let's do it. You know what I'm saying? When in reality, when I'm by myself, I'm like, Hmm, should I do this? Probably not a good idea for me to do this, or maybe I'll go. And then sometimes I decide I'm going to do something that maybe halfway through I'm like, yeah, okay, it's probably, I'm probably good now. <laughs> I don't need to go any further. You, you know, know what I think would be fun is if the three of us worked out together, but we did like maybe three workouts and each workout, one of us is the guy who runs it. <laughs> it's going to be all pushing over here. It's so like be all deadlifts yeah. over there. It's going to be all fucking so Justin's like accessories. <laughs> We're going to do, okay, guys, come like, follow uh, me. We're going to go over here. Like, dude, uh, Adam, I haven't been on a machine in 20 years. Cable dude. fly. We're going to do cable flies. I really don't. I, you know, I know we, we tease the I shit know. out of me about stuff like Come that. Come on. Don't, a, don't, yeah. don't go around and, and justify your, like, yeah, trying, no, like, no, 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 no. I, I we know, dude, we know you're legit. We, I no, no. Yeah. But you know what? The fucking 10,000 people are listening right now. Don't they're like, what's up with that third guy? You guys, have? <laughs> <laughs> you guys are so smart. You guys do barbell and, and dumbbell work all the time. I, I like, don't the think cute? so. You've who's explained the- yourself very thoroughly in this <laughs> podcast series. Trust me. I think they know. Yeah. No, you know what? Uh, I was at, I actually got to, did you see the, the post I did the other day on the vertical press? That was actually the first time I got to use that. I never used a vertical leg. Oh, press the old school leg yeah, press. Yeah. It's basically a Smith machine upside down with your legs. Kind of, it yeah. looks scary. Yeah. I mean, it, you know what it makes doing it, it wrong. Here's my worry with it. My worry with that machine. There, this is the reason why I've never used it myself. Oh, you've never used it. I've never used that it. That was I'll my t- first time using it. I'll tell you why. Um, two, number one, it's it's such a so when you do a normal forty five degree mm-hmm. uh, leg press, your legs are not coming straight perpendicular to your body. You're kind of at an angle, so it's it's not. It's not going to smash into you. Right. And I feel like if you're tight and you lower the weight, you're going to get lumbar. uh, You're going to start to flex and extend at your lumbar with weight, which is not Not typically. I could tell. I could tell when I was doing it, I had to be very careful of my range of motion. Because a little too deep, and I can feel that. You feel your butt. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I can feel. I can feel the butt wink happening even with it like that. So, Mm -hmm. um, you know. But it it was kind of cool. It was kind of cool. Just uh, I mean, anything new. What was the difference in feel? Did you feel more what posterior chain? It it, it seems like you would feel more in the glutes and hams because of that. Oh yes. Okay. Yes. I mean that my 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 ass was freaking way way sore than I thought it would be. Mm -hmm. Um, Because you still felt a, a major quad pump from it, but not. I mean, I definitely liked it way more than leg press, mm. or a standard leg press, because mm-hmm. which I have to admit, I haven't. I mean, I don't really do that hardly at all. And if I do leg press, I typically do a single leg leg press when I do. But it's been yeah. a long time since That's I. That's what I do. If I use it. Yeah, I mean, once I started squatting three times a week, it's just like fuck to do all the other stuff. It's just like ugh. <laughs> Plus, your legs look better now than they've ever looked. Anyway. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm sure squatting three times a week has a. Has a done a done a lot for that i i I would i you know what i think is super overrated is uh or underrated excuse me a super underrated exercise is lunges oh i that was my staple staple leg exercise before i was getting into squatting like i am now bro do some do some barbell backstep lunges yeah i mean depends on uh, you're talking about getting gains from it yeah totally agree yeah but like getting balance and um Phone just fucking fell there. <laughs> Threw me off. Yeah, no, in terms of like getting people to be coordinated and balanced and and uh move with resistance, I think there's a pl- see, no, I'm yeah. that guy. Yeah. There's there's a place for that. No, I'm talking about like what do you mean, Justin? Explain elaborate what yeah. you're saying right now. I'm kind so of what, what I mean. Saying. What I mean is um you are you having somebody in a in a split stance, right? And then having that kind of balance uh while weighted. Um 
Oh, you, so you're saying that I'm saying like walking, pro- doing like a walking lunge, either yeah. a walking lunge or barbell. One of my favorites is to put the barbell on my back and do a no, back I, step I lunge. I get what we're talking about. I'm, I'm, what I'm asking is your your opinion on it, on yay or nay and why. That's what, oh, that's what I'm getting at. Yeah. Oh, well, I guess I guess this is, my, this is why we do this show right here. Yeah, no, my opinion towards <laughs> it is that. It's not. It's not in the same. Remember how Sal was was kind of rating the exercise. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. He made up his fucking weird ass numbers. Yeah, yeah. Just, that everybody. I probably believes. put Everyone's that like, on. See, I told. See, yeah. Sal said it. From what Sal, I don't know what your rating is for the lunge, but I would I would definitely put it under like your squat and deadlift. Oh and, yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah, know, like yeah. barbell lifts, but uh, I feel like it's a great functional exercise. Yeah. So I would put it on a high priority for functionality. And movement and being able to, uh, I don't know, I guess I guess there's a lot more versatility with it when I want to go uh, for different planar motion, too. And I'm doing transverse lunges. I'm doing, there's just a oh, lot yeah. of- Oh, yeah. When are you taking it to a whole new level? Yeah, the creativity that you can go with that exercise. Well, here, so that's why I use well, it. Well, here, how about this? Name the top four mass building leg exercises. What are the top four exercises you can think Squats, of that will build deads, lunges, mm. and then squats, the deads, good mornings. Uh, oh, good mornings, you think? Really? Do you think so? Well, for the posterior chain, but I'm talking about posterior. the overall yeah, leg. overall legs, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm. I think squats, deads, front squats. lunges. You got to put front squats there. Well. Squats, front squats, and you can, now we can break down a squat in ten different types of squats. Come no, on. I think they're totally. I do think they're completely yeah, front, different exercises. Front squats. Okay, well sure. then, if you're going to do that, then I say Bulgarian squats because I think yeah. Bulgarian squats Split are squat. fucking. What do you awesome. mean with your foot up on the bench? Yes. Yeah, I don't even know why they call that a squat. It's not really a. I mean, that squat. It's more it's like a lunge. A lot, yeah, it is. Yeah. But I mean, that's. I'm. What I'm saying well, is like that a if single you're, leg isolating. If, if you're movement. gonna if you're gonna single out different types of squatting, yeah. I would single that out from a different type of lunge. I would say a a walking lunge or a traditional lunge, uh, like an alternate lunge, and then a squat, and then a deadlift, and then like a Bulgarian squat. Yeah. If you're gonna do that, what do you like better, Bulgarian split stance squat or or a, a walking lunge? Well, I like walking lunges better, but I hate Bulgarian squats because they're so fucking hard. Yeah. My legs, I'll tell you something right now. Nothing <laughs> I'm with you, dude. Typically nothing, what you hate, though, is some of the best shit in the moment for well, you. Look, my legs get fucking massive when I combine squats, front squats, and walking lunges. Those three exercises, yeah. my legs explode yeah. with size. It just gets silly. Those are the three the three top, I would say. That's where was your fourth? You gave us you gave us four. That's oh, deadlifts, s- of course. Oh, okay. Deadlifts, of so course. So deads, okay. Yeah, I was going to say. Hey, we, we should just keep this going. What's the top, what are the top three uh, chest exercises? Okay. Yeah. Ben, ben, bench press, <laughs> dumbbell press. bench, yeah. And you know what? Uh, either, I know you don't like machines, but either a, dead, a fly or a deadlift. I mean, nothing is more, uh, even you can't isolate, nothing's more See, isolated. Yeah, I love a- ring, ring push-ups, man. Olympic ring push-ups, yeah. they'll fuck you up. Yeah, but for chest size, combo that with a flat bench. Yeah, because now uh, you're getting more, more mobility and strength in that movement so, because you're you're stabilizing. Some sort of a fly cannot not be in there because a fly there, there's nothing more uh, well, I isolating get depth, than a than you know a, than instead a fly. of just getting you know constantly getting hypertrophy. I want to get depth and range of motion mm. and get stronger. Which fly is going to be so, any, some sort of a fly? Yeah, right? I'm like I would say flat bench, incline bench and and a, a, a flat fly. Oh, there you go again. You're now you're breaking up, you know, a flat bench and an incline bench. You're, so you're uh, you're just saying a press. Yeah, a barbell press. A barbell press. Some kind of a fly. Some kind of a fly. 
and then uh, and then uh, some sort of a dumbbell a dumbbell press yeah. or you know yeah, yeah. there's not many there's not much huh there's not many variations yeah, there's of there's not i mean <laughs> you could say like if you're going power then it's yeah. a totally different story yeah. well uh, how about this this might be a better question uh name some underrated exercises you can think of because i said lunges i think lunges are underrated uh-huh. what are some other exercises you guys think are pretty fucking awesome that are just underrated or well, you don't see them done let's, let's go to a muscle then like you just said let's give me a muscle and then let's talk about it that way otherwise my well, one exercise for me just pops up that I don't see a lot of people doing, but is a fucking awesome exercise and used to be, um, it used to be prized by old school lifters, and it's the pullover. Mm. Oh, okay. The cross bench dumbbell pullover. Well, here's so you would mark that as a you know up, like as far as it's a good. I I don't. I mean, it's not going to overrated. I, it's underrated. underrated. I think I think okay. it's a great extra. I think you put dumbbell pullovers, man. It gets you the wanna, front and the back of your body. It's a movement that's very different, right? Because you're not. Different. Yeah, well, I'll give you that. You yeah. want to tell me what my? Th- um, I agree with you. And, and you could you. use a lot. You can, if you get strong in that shit, you could use. I mean, at one point when I was doing it for strength, I could. I was using 120 pound dumbbell. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, it's because of the stretch of it. More well, than, yeah. right? So I have a theory on that, why that is. It's, it's very similar to why the deadlift is. What it doesn't do is it doesn't fatigue out all your other secondary muscles as much, and it puts direct emphasis on it. It really isolates your back when you're doing that, when you think about it, because your arms are in a fixed position. <clears throat> How many back exercises do you actually do where your arms stay in a fixed position? Mm. Oh, it's all pullover movements, whether it be a straight arm pull down, pull over. Yeah, you're right. No, no, even a pull, a pull down, your elbow, your guy. No, straight you got, arm pull down. Oh, yeah, yes, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. any any movements like that where you can, you can. that's just like the chest fly. Why? Well, then it so becomes great. more core, too, because, you, you know, oh, like yeah. when you're doing the pull, pull over, straight arm, pull, straight down. arm yeah. pull down. Yeah. When, when I, that's why I love the, so I told you when I quit doing the deads, I replaced it with pullovers. And I used to start my workout with that so I'd get this great little back pump without my arms being fatigued at all. So then when I went to a lat pull down or a dumbbell row or something like that, I still had a lot of juice in my buys and my arms and I could still rip some good weight versus, you know, somebody who might go start like on seated row mm-hmm. and you start on seated row and your buys and shoulders are already fucking tired and fatigued. And then you think you're going to go to a big compound movement. And like a T-bar row or something like that. And it's going to be hard because your auxiliary muscles are fatigued. Well, here's what's funny. With back, nine out of ten, 99% of the time when you're working your back, what what auxiliary muscle are you also probably working? Biceps. Biceps. Yeah. A pullover, you're not. Mm-hmm. A yeah. pullover, your triceps are stabilizing. Know, that's what's strange about it. Your triceps are stabilizing. So that changes the that's, combo of muscles. That's why I think it's great. Right. So so same thing with chest. Nine yeah. out of ten times, what works with chest? Triceps. Triceps. Yeah. What is what? a fly? Biceps. Biceps yeah. and chest. Exactly. So exactly. it's it's that whole combo thing that's going on that changes it up that could that could be part of it, right? So here's your little tip for those that are listening right now. If you have not started your back workout in a long time with some heavy pullovers. Oh yeah, you'll fatigue the lats yeah. and then go hit everything. So oh, yeah. I, I love to do that. Like so let's say I, I do uh, you know, back gets hit twice this week and you know, the last time I did it I did deads. You know, and so maybe this time I start and I'm gonna start because I love to start a back workout with deads. And then this, maybe this time I'll come and I'm going to do pullovers. Instead, I'm going to start with pullovers. Same thing goes for your chest. If you're somebody who goes right to the flat bench right away or somebody who goes right to some sort of a machine exercise for chest, try starting with some chest flies, whether you do dumbbells or machine first and get a nice little chest pump. Then go do one of those and watch how your chest fills after that. Yeah. Because you already got a nice little pump, but then you got that. Because for elite, especially if you're a tall guy like me, I feel like this is even more important because 
Um, you got long arms. Yeah, I have a very long arms. So, you know, basically, typically when I'm doing a, you know, bench press, the first thing to give is not normally my chest. It's normally my auxiliaries. You know, it's normally my try. My arms can't get that lockout position, you know. So, um, you know, by me doing a little bit of a fly or something before, I get that great chest. And then I still can push almost the same. I mean, it doesn't mm-hmm. – I can do heavy flies, go over and do bench press and still press the same weight that I would do even mm-hmm. if I went straight to it fresh. So then it really gets that chest. Mm-hmm. Well, well. What do you guys think about um, exercises that we used to tell? I mean, we back in the day, they used to teach us, don't tell people to do these exercises. They're bad for you. Like, but now I find myself doing them because I know how to use them. And they can be effective in their own way. Hmm. Um, for example, um, a behind-the-neck barbell I was just shoulder press. That. Okay. Or a behind-the-neck pull-down. Mm-hmm. You know, these are exercises. You guys remember as trainers? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Anytime you put anything behind your neck, uh, behind your head was always a red flag. They would say that, right? Yeah. But I, when I work out, I work out my shoulders. And I go light. I go very light. But uh, I'll do a shoulder press sometimes behind the neck and get a real full range of motion. Yeah. Totally different feel yeah. from a standard uh, you know, military press. Yeah. Right. I, I, I would say uh, playing with the position of my feet. So for me, and that could, can be squatting, uh, calf raises. Uh, you know, we used to, we used to not, you know, tell people like, you know, you always want to be in the anatomical position. You know, yeah. toes pointing forward and straight. And you know, if you do your, you know, externally rotating or internally rotating your feet to do any sort of, you know, leg exercises, mm-hmm. ridiculous or silly, which I play with that all the time now, yeah. or even uh, lifting my heels up off the off the ground. I used to tell people that you know people used to use that as a as a crutch you know what i'm saying if you were to, someone to put plates like a block or something yeah a block heels. underneath yeah. your heels you know that's somebody who's you know crutching their their tight calves and you need to address your tight calves instead of you know crutching a, a dis or a, a deviation like that yeah where these are things that i totally play with now well you know? yeah and for me too like um I want to say going through like full rotation. Like, so if I'm doing a, another one, yeah, one. shoulder press, even like instead of, you know how they always say to come down to like a 90 almost. Yes. Like yeah. I got rid of the entire 90 degree bullshit. Yeah. Like it's complete bullshit. Yeah. Here's the even thing with the knees, like everything. Here's the thing. The body, um, if your body can move in a certain position, then your body can move in a certain position. Now, if you're, exactly. ex- if you're experienced, and you understand how to work with your limits and train within your range of motion, then that's the range of motion I think you should play with. And I think you should always seek to increase your range of motion smartly. And I've noticed, like I have, like my shoulder has been sore. So trip off this. My shoulder's been sore, right? So here's what I've been, so what I've been doing is kind of avoiding certain movements that hurt it. And it's been taking fucking forever to get better. So what I started doing is going lighter in the weight and going in a really deep range Mm -hmm, of motion. mm -hmm. And guess what? Shoulders starting to feel better. Right. So it's like, you know, I've, I've had people come up to me and say as clients, like, oh, um, I'm not supposed to twist because I have a back problem. I'm not supposed to do any twisting. And it's like, like well, you're eliminating your body's ability to twist then. You yeah, realize that. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> you fucking twist every day. Like, what do you mean? Yeah. Like, you know, we're going to work within. We're going to play with that edge is what we're going to do. We're going to move to the edge of where it gets uncomfortable yes. and come back out of it. And over time, what I've found with clients and with myself is that edge moves further and further. Mm-hmm. So I, I want to reiterate what you're saying right now because I find we have a lot of trainers that listen to us. So I think it's important to note, uh, you know, what you learn in your national certifications and and or possible your degrees. Uh, they, they are going to tell you a lot about the the ninety degree rule and things like that for safety and, and stuff. Right, and and that's it's a it's a general rule. It's like the same thing like when a doctor 
tell somebody like when they had just had surgery not too long ago, like don't work out or something right. like that. Because, don't lift anything over 20 pounds. Yeah. Don't. It's like, no, there's, there's no, there's not this rule that you can't do that or it's bad for you. It's just that you're, there's a risk versus reward thing here. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. you know, you're, you're putting yourself at risk possibly if you don't do it correctly. And as a trainer, if you're training somebody and you're teaching them only go down to 90 degrees on a squat or like Justin said with a shoulder press, well, you're, you're kind of eliminating that risk factor of their body really deviating from going too far too deep. So like Sal was saying, as, as a trainer, you know, if you're a really good trainer, you do want to play with those range of motions and try and push those limits, but in a smart way, in a safe way, in a, yeah. in a, in a controlled manner with a weight that they control and manage and that you can guide and say, hey, you know, we can go a little bit deeper. That. And what you're looking for is as they're decelerating the weight is you're looking for their their body staying in neutral spine and and, and yeah. keeping that core integrity. If you see it deviate out, then you go back to that kind of rule or you go back to that that's your that's their range of motion. So or if you're in like a, a range of motion that you know is directly affecting ligaments or something like that. Like where the stress if you look at the stress points of the angle. So if your biomechanics are in such a way that like say my knee is protruding forward like really far and I'm putting all this stress and load and getting even further depth, you know, like a rubber band. Yeah. You can see that that's going to be completely stressing out your ligament. So that's not worth it, right? Mm -hmm. But like little tiny deviations from 90 degrees, you know, as as sort of the standard, uh, just based off your your body's flexibility and like the length-tension relationship I keep kind of bringing up, that's that's really, you know, where you want to, uh, and enhance. Now, to be fair, I I have I I don't ever, or maybe rarely, will I have a client do, let's say, a behind the neck pull down. But it's not because the behind the neck pull down is bad necessarily. It's because most people can't do it with the kind of muscle mind to muscle connection. Yeah, that's where I was going. That about. I can do it. Yeah, where I can do a behind the neck pull down, and I can move within a safe, uh, you know, and keep my form so that everything's safe, and I'm working what I want to. A lot of people don't have that kind of connection to their body. Well, you can keep your your shoulders somewhat retracted as you're doing that. Right? Yeah, well, yeah, I know, I I know how to move into it. it. Yeah. I know how to move into it to get it to work right. Whereas someone else, I throw them in there, and then before you know it's it, it's going to be all forward head and, yeah. and protracted shoulders. So I guess a lot of this comes with experience. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For, absolutely. I mean, a big part. Think about this right now, like, and and I know trainers sometimes they forget this, but I'm I'm sitting in a chair right now, relaxed and just by thinking about flexing my back, I can flex my back oh, without easy. standing yeah. up, without moving my limbs, without anything. I could flex my back. Right, right, right. Most people cannot do that. You, Most people do not know how to do yeah, that. Well, so how many easy. times have you had a client say this while you're doing an exercise? What am I working? Where am I right supposed now? to feel this? Yeah. Like yeah. what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or they'll say a muscle completely, you know, it's completely different. Like you're doing tricep press. I'm like, I, I really feel that in my abs. Yeah. Well, like, well, it's stabilizing you, but that's not where you were. Whoa, working. that last one got my ass on fire. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, really? Yeah. That was Reverse crunches? Um, and, for your lower abs. And that, that same and that same token too, I believe uh, all of us can, I mean, I can do a squat, a standard squat, and I can fo- focus more on my quads. I can focus more on my glutes. I can focus more on my hand by literally just thinking about it as I'm going through the exact same range of motion, the same movement pattern, but learning how to to fire that way. That's I mean, sixty percent of working out is mental. Mm-hmm. The mind muscle connection piece is so big, and I, I find that when you start playing with range of motion and challenging the range of motion, uh, that becomes very important. That becomes very important. Understanding. Uh, core integrity and neutral spine alignment and how to have that. I think that's 
It's like it's being it's like a proactive versus reactive. Like w- when you're going through a movement, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. Like that's that's sort of the mentality. So if I'm going through a movement and I'm already, I know what what I'm trying to do in the movement, and I know which muscles I want to fire, and I as opposed to just like momentum carries you, and like your muscles pick up for you. This is an automatic thing that I mean, you you literally don't have to think about. But guess what? Like to be more optimal in your movement, you, you know, there is this relationship. There is something that you can establish that, you know, you can get your body to respond at a, at a higher performance based off of like, you know, training your body to, to be stimulated and to, to fire the correct muscles to support your joints in, in specific movements. So, you know, what this makes me think about is how exercises, they're so different. You know, some exercises, if you, you, you want to focus on perfecting your biomechanics, your form, and then moving I weight. I already know where you're going with and this. And then moving weight, right? Like a squat or a deadlift. Um, and then there's other exercises where you're just trying to feel the muscle, like a curl. You know, like I'm not trying to just lift more weight with a curl. I'm trying to feel my bicep more right. with a curl. Whereas with the squat, you know, for, for most people, perfect your form and get stronger and stronger and stronger at it. And I think when you mix that up, when you see guys in the gym – with, you know, 13-inch arms, you know, curling, you know, more than me in the gym. And I know they're looking at me thinking, ah, what the hell? His arms are so much bigger, but I'm curling more weight. It's like, well, we're doing curls. You know, I'm trying to yeah. feel my bicep. Let's go do a heavy pull. And then, you know, we're, we're, it's not so important to feel my bicep. I'm just looking to move weight. Right. So, um, yeah, it's interesting how exercise is very different in that, in that sense. Yeah. Well, and things like things like you're saying, too, when if you're somebody who pulls <laughs> like you do or you're pulling – four, five hundred, six, almost 600 pounds, uh, them fucking biceps are getting pretty stimulated. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, so you, when you, I don't want to contribute. <clears throat> I, it's, it's, and I have to, I have to admit this, that, you know, ever since we, uh, we've been rolling on maps, I mean, it's been a couple of years now that we've been doing maps. So, I mean, when we made that big transition, uh, I, that was when I made a huge transition to basically get away from doing my buys and tries ever. So, um, I just, this is literally this week. So I'm always changing fucking around with shit. So this week, which we all are, which you were just talking about earlier. Mm-hmm. So my thing right now is I've actually never uh, paired like pull and pull. Like I've never like back and buys today. You oh, know? Wow. So um, because I've always been such an arm guy that I love to do, I love buys and tries together yeah. or by themselves or whatever, you know, like I like doing them so they're fresh and I can. Now um, I've got some pretty strong fucking biceps uh, and triceps. But when I pair them like that and I, because I don't really work them out very much, they're really not, but they're just as developed, you know, and and I pull mad weight when I do deadlifts and other, other big compound movements like that. And I, I don't, I don't, I don't feel like, I feel like I'm more symmetrical than I've ever been in my life with a a lot less emphasis on even training heavy on those at all. So I'm like, I noticed the other day I was doing bicep curls. And for me, you know, I can, I can do isolation curls with, you know, 50, 55 pounds controlled comfortably, like 10 reps. I'm doing like 35 pound dumbbells. It's Mm -hmm. like, that was what I used to warm up with to get me going to get up to 40, 45, 50, 50 plus. And I was like, you know, getting worked on, on 35. And I'm like, fuck, I just don't do these enough anymore. You know, I used to do them all the time. I used to do, you know, isolation dumbbell curls like twice a week, you know, for years and years and years. So to see myself return to it and throw it into a workout and see how weak I am in it. But then when you look at my overall physique, it's far superior than what it was. Well, what's cool is we've been able to share some of these things on the forum. And some of these, these, uh, these MAPS members have been sharing with us some of their modifications and what they're finding. 
And it's cool, even as, as experienced as we are, to hear some of these people, you know, saying, oh, you know, I actually tried doing this uh, in my workout. And it's, you know, even though we've been doing this for so long, you hear these things, they remind you like, yeah, you know what? I haven't tried that in a long time or I haven't messed with the tempo of my workout in a long time. And, mm. you know, so it's, it's pretty cool to be talking with other people. I think that's important. <clears throat> I think if it's important if you're into fitness, um, you know, pay attention to your body, listen to your body and then talk to other people. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And get, get new ideas and, and listen to Mind Pump. Mind Pump. Absolutely. Thank you for listening to Mind Pump. For more information about this show and to get valuable free resources from Sal, Adam, and Justin, visit us at www.mindpumpradio.com. Until next time, this is Mind Pump. <laughs>